Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is TalkSport Daily. Welcome to the final one of the working week. It's the Adam Catterall TalkSport Daily podcast. Last time I get to say that because Goldstein's back next week. Let's crack on, shall we? It was Alan Brazil and Ali McCoist on breakfast yesterday, and they were joined by former Formula One world champion that never ages, Jensen Benjamin Button. Last meal you cooked, Jensen? Uh, scrambled eggs. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah for me breakfast. You're spoiling yourself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm a breakfast kind of guy. I don't really cook lunch and dinner well, you, so much. You, you don't look as if you eat, to be yeah. honest. I've been I trying to put a scrambled egg by the looks of you <laughs> no. in the last two weeks. Always <laughs> three. Always three. Jess, I need to ask you uh, back to motorsport, back to Formula One. I know you're looking at me. Lewis Hamilton's got an opportunity and he won, will win his sixth. Nearly impossible to compare errors. Is he the best ever? How good is he? He's very good. Um, you know, we were teammates for three years, so I could see firsthand how yeah. how good he is. His um, his natural ability is is fantastic. Um, but is it impossible for Fangio, Jackie Stewart, yeah, Jim you, Clark, all these guys? You can't compare. Yeah. I mean, he's Lewis a nice guy or not? <laughs> Tell us so the many truth, questions. Tell us the truth, Answer them all. Answer them all now. And um, if you don't have time, write them down when you go to say we're going to know all these answers. Yeah, we're running out of time. I'm guessing that's why. Um, but uh, no, he's not then. All right. I think. Uh, <laughs> just say it. No, I don't like them. I don't like them. Uh, your words. Uh, yeah. Your words. Your words. Um, but uh, no, you, you really can't compare. You know, he's his his. Been in a team that's just dominated, dominated. Formula One. Even though this year I, I've so loved watching Formula car. One this yes. year because you have had Ferrari, you have had Red Bull that have had the chance of winning races, and it's it's been awesome to watch. Um, but over a season, yeah, the team, the Mercedes team, has been so dominant. So yeah, he's done a fantastic job as a driver. He's done what's been asked of him, but yeah. you can't compare him to other drivers no, of, of, a, of a different era because it, it was a different sport even back let then. Go, what, will you let no, go. no, you got to stay. What about the maverick that is Verstappen? There's something about him, isn't there? I yeah. like him. I think I think he is the fastest driver that's ever driven an F1 car. I really do. Over to drive time, where Danny Kelly and Matt Holland were talking about Christian Eriksen. 
he is at the peak of his career, 27 years of age. Um, the others who are out of contract have been Danny Rose's just coming up 30. He'll be 30 before the contract goes through. And Vertonghen and Aldevira are brilliant players. They have been for Spurs and still are, in my opinion. Um, they're already into their 30s. But Ericsson's the obvious one. Um, it seems that the sickliness of the team, a lot of it seems to be put down to him, which of course is nonsense. Should Spurs get rid of him in January? Hmm. Well, we talked about Meza Ozil earlier, and, and I think his quote was that he was the scapegoat. And I think Christian Eriksen's in the same boat at Tottenham at the moment, mm -hmm. which I think is a little bit unfair. If, if you look at the last four seasons, and he has been very consistent in those four seasons, he's the only player in that Spurs squad who's got double figures for goals and assists. <coughs> he's been yeah, yeah. incredibly important to that Spurs team. Um, this season, whether it's the uncertainty about his future, because I think he thought he was going to be leaving the club in the summer. Yep. But for whatever reason, his form has dipped. He's not playing at the level he has been for, for the last four seasons. That Certainly, that I, I, what I've witnessed sure. this season, he's not quite at his best. When he's at his best, he's a really top player. This but season, Those of us who support the Republic of Ireland remember the playoffs where he scored four <laughs> times in the away don't leg. Me, don't remind yeah. me, please. And we've got, we got to beat them in the Euro qualifiers soon it, as well. I, I think it's a really difficult one about selling him in January should he do that I mean I personally think they should have sold him in the summer I don't know what offers they had I don't think they got any that was well, the issue well I, I, don't, well, I don't know certainly they, they may well have got derisory offers yes in the, in the summer they got and Daniel offers, Levy yeah. was, was not going to do a deal I think Maurizio Pochettino would like to have got rid of a number of players in the summer and, and you know brought a bit of cash in and, and got them not out the, out the dressing room because yeah, I'm not sure I don't I'm not sure that Christian Eriksen is a problem in the dressing room. I don't think he's a troublemaker as such. But you know, into the last year of a contract, maybe it would have been a good time to try and get them out the door. Then in January, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, you could you could sell him, but what you get? They're what not going to get any, gonna gonna get get any money for them, are well, they? Exactly. What realistically you're going to get? He can, can sign for Juventus or Real Madrid or whoever comes in for him, but Carlisle. Uh, for nothing in no, not Carlisle. It has to be outside. He, could, he can sign for Clyde Bank. He could sign uh, for, for nothing. Bank, yeah, yeah. In January. Uh, I mean, look, why why should they say? Well, the the argument is that you you don't want a player that's that doesn't want to be there. And, and Ericsson, you probably feel as though he does want to move on. He said that himself, didn't he? Maybe yeah. it's time for a fresh challenge. But then you've got to say the same thing about Alderweireld. Possibly Vertonghen. He hasn't said he wants to move on, but his contract is running down very Rose, quickly. Danny Rose, Wanyama. Yep. There's all sorts of there's all sorts of problems, and it's not just Ericsson. I, I personally, a player of his quality, I would keep him yeah. till the summer. I'd just say, do you know what? Stay. We, we'll make use of you because you are a good player when you're playing well. Sri Lankan cricket legend Kuma Sangakkara was on the H&J show, and he started by waxing lyrical about his time at Surrey. Three of my most enjoyable years in cricket. Um, you know, I, I thought when I was retiring, you know, I would go play county cricket. I didn't really know how a three-year stint would go. But, uh, you know, I walked into the dressing room. It's, it's a wonderful place to play your cricket in. The dressing room was so welcoming. Great players around me. And the and one of the best clubs to really be a player at because they take care of you and they look after you so well and you become part of the, the Surrey family. So I was very, very grateful. Mm -hmm. And also during my time there, I had a lot of the, the Surrey cricketers make Sri Lanka destinations. So it was really good to have a lot of them come, <laughs> you know, and spend their honeymoon in, in, in Sri Lanka, travel around. It's a great destination for weddings as well. So, um, yeah, it is, it, is a, it is a great three years for me. You are the uh, first non-British president of the MCC in, in the 232-year history, right. which is a great honour. So I mean, you probably saw a fair bit of the English summer unfold. Did you catch much of the ashes, Kumar? 
Um, yes, I was actually uh, commentating for the first two tests. Of course, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And it was incredible. I was here for the World Cup as well. Uh, I mean, I think it was one of the greatest cricketing summers the world has ever seen. Um, and the level of competition was incredible. I mean, culminating with, of course, England playing that nail-biting final and, and, and lifting the trophy after many, many tries. And then you thought it was all over and done with, and then come the Ashes, and it was just another incredible, incredible performance, especially with Jofra Archer, Ben Stokes standing out. Ahead of a crunch game between Spurs and Watford on Saturday at 3pm, that game, by the way, is live on game day on TalkSport 2, ching ching, James Savundra stuck his microphone in Mauricio Pochettino's face. That's not a euphemism, he was interviewing him. Mauricio, how confident are you that Paolo Gazzaniga can fill the void that's going to be left by Hugo Lloris for at least the next few months? Every single player that is in, in the squad is because we believe that they can uh, add the equality and they are uh, they have the capacity to show, uh, um, oh, yes, of course, to deliver a big performance. And of course, we have the the trust in, in Paolo, how we have the, 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 the trust in, in the rest of the squad. Do you believe we'll see the best of Dele Alli over the next few weeks? I think uh, I had some conversation with Dele, like in the last two years, three years or four years. And of course, um, always is a process, always is time. He's so young, he's 23. But I love in the way that he, in the last few few months or the months, is working hard to try to, to be the best, to try to, to find the best uh, form. And that is a process that needs time too. It's not, now I won, I get that I won, I won, I won, I am consistent, 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 and in a moment, tack, arrive uh, the form that you wanted and you expected, and it's very close. He is doing well, and I think it was a good opportunity for him in these two weeks to work so hard to try to, yes, to realise uh, and to make clear the, the things in his uh, head, and... And of course, to help for us, to help him to find uh, the best form. A lot of people have described this as a crisis at the moment. Is that too strong a word? Yes. No. Uh, you can accept the, the word crisis, no? When you lose two games and in the way that we lose, look, you can use different, different words. The most important is how we feel inside. And inside, of course, uh, after a few days, being all together, um, I think we have the hope that we are going to turn this situation and, and start to perform us in the way that we expect. Now, former Sunderland goalkeeper David Priest was on TalkSport 2, speaking about their appointment of Phil Parkinson. From a fan's perspective, it's obviously um, you want uh, whoever the next Jurgen Klopp or Pep Guardiola is, uh, you know, coming through the ranks is, is going to take over. That's what you want. You want that style of football and... I think sometimes ambition has to to take a backseat to practicality, and I think looking at the options available to to Sunderland on their budget as well, I think it's a it's a pretty decent appointment. Like you said, he's uh, after the relative inexperience of Jack Ross. You know, once his time had come to an end, I thought it was always going to be inevitable that they'd go for experience and and try and get somebody who's uh, who's got experience of getting out of this division. Now, uh, yeah, Phil Parkinson's got that. Uh, he's done it twice, so it's. Uh, that's what they'll be looking for this time around. If you come into a side that's alone confidence and you get that lift straight away, then it's people see a, a, a marked improvement uh, immediately. But I think 
coming into the situation, I think it was always a two-year plan for Stuart Donald when he first came in that, of course, they want to get in the first season, but they have to get in the second season. And I think it was a bit of a hangover from last year. There was a lot of draws last year, certainly at home, and they needed to turn those into wins. And the, the season started off in, in, in pretty much the same manner. And I think any doubts that were there last season were just uh, were carried over. And I think once they lost the uh, Jack, sort of losing the the crowd, that it was it was an easy decision for Stuart to make because he invests so much in trying to keep the fans happy. We can talk about, uh, as I alluded to before, about styles of football and the type of football people want to uh, want to watch. But I think that. At the moment, it's imperative that Sunderland get out of this division. Okay, it doesn't make a difference from any any other club in this division, but financially, it means a, it means a lot to the club. And for a club of this size, it's uh, it's priority. And I think that regardless of uh, the way that the team plays on the pitch, as long as they're they're hardworking, they're grafting, and they and they get a good uh, and they're getting good results that puts them in with a chance to get promotion, then of course he'll win the fans over that way. I'm Alan Brazil and this is Talksport Daily. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Back to breakfast now, and Alan Brazil had an interesting idea for Manchester United in the January transfer window. Sack your manager and spend some money. Kind of. When we're talking about um, who United might target, now they, they could do worse than Mings, Grealish and McGinn, couldn't they? If they're going to spend a couple hundred million. And I don't want to decimate the Villa side, but that would... Oh, miserable Malcolm's been on again. He's a big Villa fan. What's oh, he, murder. Uh, yeah, how, Leave our team alone, Brazil. Yeah, he's got if a you, point. If you're a, he's a United point, manager. Yeah, but you Miserable just, Malcolm gets stuffed. You've just wiped him out officially in one transfer window there, haven't you? All, all the good work that's been been carried out by but Dean if, Smith but, and the boys. But if you're Ollie and you're going to your director of football or Ed Woodward, you, you, that's who I want. Do you not think the three would improve United? Of course I do. Well, then what's your problem? No, well, well, I'll tell you my, my, not so much a problem, but I'll tell you my question. Would those three make Manchester United better? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, would they make them better in the respect that Within a year, they're going to challenge Manchester City ah, and Liverpool. So you don't rate them that highly. No, okay. I, I, okay. No, I'm asking you a question. 
Uh, uh, you, you, you're, I you're, just see you just <coughs> wrote down seven out of ten. No, you, all right. I'm asking you a question. Are they good enough to take them to Manchester United? They're certainly good enough to improve Manchester United. Of that, yeah. there's no doubt. Um, and like any transfer, it's a gamble. But I'm, put the three of them in United side. I think they finish top five. Oh, I like it. And now we're getting somewhere. I like it. Difficult to argue. That's an interesting one. That is a very interesting one. Well, <clears> I'd, <throat> listen, I respect Villa, okay? 1981, champions, 82, won the, the European Cup. I respect all that. Hurry up and get to the butt. There's going to be a butt the here. The butt is, Ollie should buy the three of them. I tell you right now, you know it's not going to happen. Why? Because it would decimate Aston Villa. Yeah, uh, what, what if the new owners think, hello, a couple hundred million, lovely, we'll take that. That's right, you weren't hearing things. He said... They should raid Aston Villa. <laughs> He's a good one, isn't he? What a wind-up. Anyway, former England and Premier League striker Emil Heskey joined Hugh and Darren on kickoff. What a player. Do you remember the celebration when he used to pretend to be a DJ? Oh, 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 oh. 12 tens. Hold tight. Sorry, just took myself back to a beat of them for a minute. He spoke about his experiences with the national team. I liked Sven. I liked Sven. I thought... Um... Uh, Capello was very good as well. We go through a lot, but uh, go through a lot with him, and that's the, obviously the, the the Italian in it. But Sven used to have these little clipboards and just moving all these little men around mm. on the clipboard to show you where you need to be and all that. It, it was good. The Capello was more of a shouter and screamer. I think it's just the Italian way. Um, I think it was Chelsea where the the the, the he, he started booting. Think when the when the. The goalie didn't come off and he started and he got he got all mad, but that's what Capella was like. He was just I remember one time um, we we'd, we'd had a long trip to somewhere I can't even remember where it was, and obviously you're not supposed to use your phones. And we all come off the plane, but we went straight into to our food and we're all on the phones. And I'm sat here and we're all sat here like that. And he's seen he's seen me to be honest with you because he just looked straight at me. But everyone's on the phone and he just went mad. He just and you know the you know when you when you get your food and you've got the um, little. Tray, tray. Not, but you know the, the the heating tray. Like they put the food. Oh in. yeah, yeah. Okay. So and they got the lid. He just yeah. threw all of them, and you know how much noise that's going to make. Oh really? And uh, yeah, he's <laughs> all screaming. And Jamo's sat next to me. And he got. He goes. David James. Yeah, and he's sat next to me on his phone. And he's like, "What? What happened?" <laughs> and he's still on his phone. I said, "Put the phone away, mate." <laughs> <laughs> how does that affect your time with the national team when you know that you have a manager who, it, it, listening to that, may have a bit of a temper? Especially when it's outside of, so I, of the changing I, I, I'm room. guessing that some people can't deal with that. I was fine with it, to be honest with you. Again, I'd grown up in an era where uh, managers could get in your face and say whatever they want and stuff like that. So I, I kind of was okay with it as long as you don't put your hands on me. Remember we played against uh, Brazil? I think it might have been in the in the World Cup 2 And Rivaldo did a piece and asked, um, who, 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 would he, who out of the English team would get into the Brazil side? Who do you think? You. Yeah. <laughs> and how did you take that when he said it? I was fine with it. I knew <laughs> you I, were fine I, with I, it? Yeah, I knew I could. <laughs> but I was ridiculed for it. Mm. What, why do you think he said that about you? Because he played against me. And what did he say that you offered that? that, that you it, could I get think it was just, I was just, I just think it was the, the all-round play that I bring to, to a team. He, he, he'd seen that I played against him. Um, the Liverpool, Barcelona. Yeah. So we we'd beat them. Well, we drew it at home and beat them. Uh, uh, sorry, drew it away and beat them at home. So he he's seen everything that I I I'd, I'd brought to a team. On the sports bar, me and Jay were talking about Amazon at Christmas. Yeah, if you order now, you get half price delivery. 
As well as that, they're also showing all the Boxing Day fixtures. Boxing Day, you've had enough for the family. And you want to, you want, need your football feel. Right. Well, on that, my friend, this is where I'm at. Liverpool have set precedent now for me. And I want to commend Liverpool and uh, the authorities that be cool. that have decided, because Liverpool are the away team in the 8 o'clock kickoff mm. on Boxing Day. Now, don't yeah. get me wrong, as an armchair fan, as a person that would love to be sat in on a Boxing Day night, 8 yeah. o'clock, put the kids to bed, everybody's yeah. tired. Mm-hmm. I'm just having a couple of turkey butties, a little bit of salad cream and black pepper on top Beautiful. of them. Beautiful. Woof. And then I've opened a couple of cans. Mm. All I want to do is watch a bit of football. Leicester versus Liverpool, perfect. Thank you very much for putting that on the TV. Right. However... It's a nightmare if you're an away fan, that mm-hmm. game. In fact, it's a nightmare if you're a home fan. Now, Liverpool have decided to set president and they put on a bit of travel. They put a few coaches on from Anfield. If it's not three o'clock on a Saturday, the club should subsidise your travel. And in fact, if it's not three o'clock on a Saturday for home fans, the ticket should be cheaper. Oh, my God. If you are being made to go to what? the game at two at 12.30 on a Sunday... Instead of a three o'clock on a Saturday, you've got stuff to go so on on Sunday. You've got stuff going on on Sunday. This is not the 1980s, mate. Exactly, what, it's not what, the 1980s. No. Time has moved on. No, time has moved on. You've not moved with it. Fo- football clubs don't need that ticket money. Let's be straight. Look, They're getting weighed in big time off these TV companies. Okay, let's do something nice. Put some nice back into the fans. It sounds them, lovely. Make the very fans romantic. Look even more. No, very romantic, and and fo- it would be great. I'm, no one's gonna no one's gonna phone this shot and say no, we don't want that. It would be great if the clubs did that, but they have no obligation to do that. They should, do, should they? No, they shouldn't. Yeah, they should. They shouldn't. They should these, take care of the fan. Look, we are. We are. And you can say, unfortunately, or, or everyone has benefited because the grounds, the money that, that Sky and BT and Satanda have, have pumped in, and the money coming abroad. So, Tamsin, we, you just said it's not 1980s. What are you doing there? You, you took us back a few times, didn't you? You meant, well, I, I you meant just, Amazon, didn't you? I didn't want to, I didn't want to meet, leave... Oh, I forgot Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Well, they haven't actually, we haven't seen Amazon game yet. But, look, the reality is we are at the mercy of, of, of TV stations, but we, we have to accept that and suck it up and deal with it because we are all... We all benefit from it, and there is the odd occasion. I, I have sympathy with Liverpool fans that have to travel down uh, on on uh, on Boxing Day to, to Leicester to go and watch their team if they so no, choose to. No, you didn't. No, be- be- but before this show started, no, but- you didn't say that you had sympathy with Liverpool no, no, fans no, travelling to that no, game. No, 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 but that, you have to because there's no way to get back. But my my argument is, no one's got a gun to the head. You don't have to go, and unfortunately, it just happens to be them. It happens to be them this year. The year after, it's going to be someone else. Every football fan at some stage has been in a situation like this. Every single club. Right. And it happens to be Liverpool. Right. And it happens to be 8 o'clock kickoff. So, but unfortunately, the 3,000 odd that are going to go to that game, they are insignificant when it comes to the TV watching millions, not just in this country, but billions around the world. And that's the reality of it. Oh, yeah. And by the way, here's by the way. You've noticed that quite a lot of people here on TalkSport use the phrase BTW, the old by the way. But, by the way, it isn't just used on TalkSport. It has now infiltrated the English language. People use it. I hate people on TV use it. People use it in the street. People use it in, in text. B- BTW is just so right. The, the phrase is that there is an epidemic by the way, do you see that goal from Kane over there? And you don't even know it's been said. You've been by the wade, and you don't even know that it's happened to you. And people use it, and they don't even know they're using it. It's been rife on TalkSport this it week. It has been rife. Mm. Uh, we start with Big Al speaking to Ali McCoist about a midweek night out. What's wrong with this? What's wrong with us? Thursday's a new Friday. By the way. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's just like a little sample to get us get us going. Okay. Now here is our former Chelsea striker Tony Cascarino talking about Frank Lampard's squad. He's got five or six incredible youngsters and more, by the way. <laughs> there you go. 
Woodsy's admiring a sportsman's name. This is John Westerby and also um, John Goodbody as well. What a great name, by the way, John Goodbody. There you go, you see. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's a good name, by good the way. Uh, back to Brazil for a bit of an innuendo, by the way. Uh, when, was the last time you, when was the last time your body was eaten? Hey, <laughs> 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 hey, by the way. <laughs> It's right on breakfast because we're staying with them. Yeah. Here's former Ashes winner Steve Armisen attempting a world record double BTW. He had a fantastic game, by the way. Matty, you would have thought Matty had just come off the field and no shields. Yeah. And I'll tell you about these two kids, by the way. They go to like non-league football. They watch non-league football. It Dub was a double back to back. By the way, by the way, if you think that was good, have a listen to Russ Williams' effort here, not to be outdone. He's going to move on himself. So what does that say to the players? Yeah. By the way, game day match number three on the Talksport Network here on Talksport five thirty kickoff. Crystal Palace. How good are they going? By the way, and why? <laughs> You can see it coming, can't you? Double drop. Crystal Palace, how, you know it's coming. How good are they, by the way? He double dropped it. This, by the way, epidemic is absolutely raging. It's now spread to the content of TalkSport's Spanish football correspondent, Alvaro Romeo. Have a listen. And there are many supporters that they already have their tickets, which are not chips by the, uh, cheap, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's gone back again. He's, he's gone back to correct the, by the way. Have that again. Just Which are not chips by the, uh, cheap, by the way. Yeah. Now then, don't forget, on Saturday, game day is the home of live sport. Live football from 12.30 right through to the final game of the day. So make sure you come and join us right across the TalkSport network. 12.30, Everton versus West Ham gets underway on TalkSport. 3 o'clock, it's Spurs versus Watford, as I mentioned a little bit earlier on. And then at 5.30, we're off to Sellers Park for Crystal Palace versus Manchester City. Four action-packed games for your logos, so make sure you tune on in via the app or via the radio. It's been an absolute pleasure doing this podcast for you this week. As I said right at the start, Mr Goldstein will return to you this time on Monday. Make sure you subscribe via the website and I'll catch you next time. That was a podcast from TalkSport. 